Hi, and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Broken Spines at the End of the World. I would suggest go and get yourself a steaming hot cup of coffee, tea, water, if that's your thing, do what you want. But this is going to be a long one, or in the very least, a cozy one, because today we're discussing all the books that are going to be made into movies or TV series this year. And there is a lot. A hack ton. <laughs> If you want to use those terms, yes. Yeah, Sarah did all the work on this one. I'm just going to say it now. She made this enormous list. It just goes on and on and on forever. So um, apparently there's no one had a creative thought in their heads and they were like, adaptation time it is. Or maybe the books out there are just too good. Yeah. Although, like with some of them, we're like, no. Debatable. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Teaser for later, there's one in here. It's in here twice. Like, come on, do better. But yeah, um, let's start with one we're like not all that excited about, I'm guessing. At least from my side, I'm guessing from your side as well, because you did not have the greatest reading experience with that author last year. I did not. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Death on the Nile, written by Agatha Christie. Um, it's the second one they're making into a movie with like the same mm -hmm. cast, I think. Yep. Um, it's Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. That's how you say that Kenneth name? Branagh. Yes. Sir exactly. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, fancy. Yes. Um, he is the Belgian detective, Poirot, mm -hmm. and he's on the Nile and someone's dead. That's pretty much the story. Um, like, when did Murder on the Orient Express come out? Like three years ago? A couple of ago, years ago. Yeah. Four years ago, maybe. I watched that one. It was not, it was mediocre. Mm. Yeah, um, I thought it was a bit meh, but maybe I There just... was like no tension, like this tingling oh. that you were supposed to get from murder mystery. Mm -hmm. Missing. My jaw didn't drop. No. At, not at any point in that movie. No. Um, the acting, like Kenneth acting was pretty good. Oh, he's great. I love him. That's the only reason I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he really fits well into the role I thought as well mm -hmm. it's just that everything around him was meh I feel like those movies like the cast of those movies is absolutely insane like they have a whole bunch of A-lister yeah, actors yeah. and actresses half of Hollywood was in that yep. one like the last one I don't know about this one and I'm guessing it's going to be the same I feel like If you're going to make a great movie, it doesn't need all of those famous faces. They just like distract you from what's going on. I don't mind the famous faces. Put them in if you want to and if you can, but still make the story engaging. Hmm. And they just sort of didn't. No. It was almost like they thought, well, you have all of these famous faces. Why should we make an effort? Because you're going to exactly. come and watch it anyway. <laughs> The food is pretty. Why does it have to be nourishing? Exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, yeah, I will here. probably watch it at some point. Not gonna go see it in cinemas though. I'm sorry, I just remembered something. Did you go through the entire list? Uh, yes. Did you see the one you're gonna be extremely excited about? I think so. You think so? Well, I would. Is it, is it I, the stop motion one? The the oh uh, yeah 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 okay. No, we're on the same page. Good. <laughs> No spoilers. Sorry. We're not there. Random yet. interlude of <laughs> us just being weird. Okay. Um. So yeah, Death on the Nile. Uh, I haven't actually read a Hercule Poirot book yet, because the only book I read by Agatha Christie was, and then there were none, and I wasn't like extremely into it, as you well know. Mm. So like, there's no. Like no urgency to read more by her. I know that there will probably be better, more compelling books. But right now I have so many other books that I want to read. Yeah, I don't have a big urgency to read her books either. I think I still have a few on my shelf that I haven't read by her. I've read like two or three and I probably still have like two or three because I like to grab these really gorgeous old editions when I find them randomly at secondhand bookstores mm. and then when the mood hits me I'll read one but have you read the mood the- is not hitting me at the moment have you read read death on the Nile I have not no have you read a head cool but because one? the movie is coming out and I think was there an anniversary or something I'm not sure no there's idea. been um a bunch of different very fancy editions floating around and usually fancy editions uh like get me interested i'm like oh fancy (laughs) so cute what is that but with these ones i'm like no i want the old one Mm. (laughs) the tattered one the one that looks like a car has already driven over it or like a, (laughs) a horse has trampled on it or something let's call it well loved exactly also, these really, really, really gorgeous illustrations on the cover. And I'll show you one day. They're awesome. Cool. Yeah. Another book I've been seeing everywhere is Where the Crow Dad Sing mm-hmm. by Delia Owens. Seemingly everyone has read that last in the last three years or something. I don't know when it came out. Yeah. I sometimes um, like compare reads with my mother-in-law. Because she reads quite a lot, and she also like reads audiobooks for um, like I don't what would you call it? I'm blanking <laughs> on the word. <laughs> Say it in Dutch. Maybe we can guess. A vereniging. Is it like a group of people coming yeah. together, like a book club? Like a Verein sort of thing? No, there's like this, uh, like, let's call it a group of people. Um, And they, like, take care of blind people, like, give them opportunities to go to theater, go, like... Ah, yeah, like a charity organization, something like... They have a choir and stuff like that. And she reads and records audiobooks for them. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. 
So like from time to time, we compare reads. And I know that she read this book and really liked it. And it's sort of been on my like radar ever since. Also, because it, it has been everywhere, this book. Yeah. Um, but Working at the bookstore, I noticed that like especially older generations, mm-hmm. like 50 and up, are just raving over this book. But the story is intriguing, like the book itself. Um, like in case you don't know what it's about, it's uh, this girl who lives in like the marshes. Um, and like she's there all by herself apparently and she never or like barely has any contact with like the people who live outside like in the city like next to the marshes and then a man dies in the marshes and everyone of the city immediately assumes that she has something to do with it and the story sort of goes from there or like that's what I remember that's what stuck. Well, I haven't read it, so I really don't know. Also, for the amount of times I had this book in my hand telling it to people, I really had no clue what it is about. I seem to remember that was it. I really didn't care because everyone was sort of going, oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. And then like there was no need for me to know what the book is about to sell it to them. So... Yeah, I, I don't know what it is that people like so much. I don't know if it's the story itself or the characters of the writing. I, I have no idea. But apparently something about it makes it so that people like it. I don't know if it's just the hype and people jumping on the train, but... Well, we could read it and find out. We could. But will we? <sighs> Probably not, though. Probably not. <laughs> I feel like... That ship has sailed and I'll like catch the next one. Yeah, I'll just be standing on the shore waving or anything. Yeah. That's that's okay. <laughs> Another one I've been meaning to read, and it's actually on my shelf, and it's let's be honest, it's been there for a couple of years now, is Salem Slot by Stephen King. But like Is that the one we like the... Stephen King? Not is that really. the one with the creepy ca- the creepy cat? Is is no Oh no, that's um, Pet Cemetery. That's Pet Cemetery, another is, one that's on my shelves. What is Salem's Salem Slot about? Salem Slot is about vampires, I think. Really? Because I'm always coming to, like, it's Salem, so I'm like, yeah, witches, but I think it's vampires. Arr. Um. So yeah, it's some sort of journalist going somewhere where there's rumors or mysteries or something, and then they go into a forest and one of them disappears. Like only one of them returns out of the mysterious woods, something cool. like that. Thank is you. it massive? It is. Wait, I, no, not in Stephen King terms. No, <laughs> it's only six hundred fifty pages. Oh, penis! I've got a really floppy working document here. Wow! Like the floppy Asmar. <laughs> Asmar. <laughs> Free Asmar for the people. Um, Stephen King is always a bit. Ugh. like the story is usually engaging and everything like you're in it and it's interesting and mm. it's you but then the ending <laughs> like you read 650 pages and then the ending is disappointing mm. I don't know but I yeah I don't know well, I still kind of want to read it because Salem and vampires 
also not gonna lie the floppiness I well like if it's floppy. good i might read it too but <laughs> are you saying i have to read it and then tell you about yes. it because you yes, might please. need patience for that you know that right i've only ever read one of his books and it was joyland mm-hmm. about like a haunted carnival thingy and it was <laughs> Those are our English levels today, ladies and gentlemen, the haunted carnival thingy. And from time to time, we guess words in Dutch. Well, I think it's called a carnival. It's like um, a theme park, but like traveling theme park. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be a carnival. I guess. I, or there's other terms for that? No. I seem to remember it was a traveling carnival, a uh, traveling theme park, aka carnival. And it was haunted. So... It was intense, and I'm not sure if I liked it or not. And I have not read anything else by him, so I have not read any of his famous ones. I've not read any of the, like, It and all of these. I will never read or watch It. I have no interest in that one. I did read Under the Dome, which they made into a series... Yeah, I saw the at some point. Episode, I think, but it didn't like catch my attention. So that was, I don't remember how big that was. That was a chunky one, like 900 pages or a thousand, maybe a few extra. I don't remember. And it was pretty good. Like, I but liked the ending. It. <laughs> yes, but the ending was just a cop out. It was like, seriously, that is. This is this you're gonna make it this easy for yourself? Yeah, I'm still mad about it. Oh, I understand. That book was huge. I would be mad too. Yeah, well. But yeah, maybe I'll actually read Salem's Lot. Good luck with that one. (laughs) I'll let you know if it's good. Yeah, I'll probably won't read it though. (laughs) Next one on the list, however, is still on my TBR and has been on my TBR for years. And it's The Nightingale by Kristen So clearly, it's very urgent that you read it. (laughs) Well, everyone says that it made them cry. And I'm always up for a good cry. So, I mean, this book has my name on it, basically. Um, Sarah's document says that like the main characters are going to be played by Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning, like sisters. And like in the book, it's sisters too. So this already has me very hyped. Um, the Nightingale is a World War II novel. Are oh, you um, going to be so happy? There's a bunch of those in here. Oh, yeah. I like those. Um, give me all the war novels. <laughs> that also another reason why this is like has been on my TBR for forever because I like those stories. Um, it has something to do with the French town they live in gets occupied um, by the Nazis, and one of the sisters decides or falls in love with a German soldier, and it's like how certain events can drag you onto an entirely different path than the one you thought you were on. Like, I have no idea what else happens in this book, but, like, that's enough to, like, get me interested. Um, Now, the question is, are you going to read it before you watch the movie? 
I think so. Better get on it. I don't know when it's coming out. If it's me neither. Soon, probably. The only thing, uh, like it's it takes place in France, and then they have like two. What are they? American, British? I can't remember. I think they're American. Like, why can't they just have French people? Like, there are enough actresses in France. But this is like that. That's always like my thing when they that, their casting is very I'm much questionable. Come back to that later on. Mm. Oh, with... I already know what you're going to say about yeah. it. <laughs> I yeah. I already know. That was my first thought too. Yeah, but, that, well, we're going to circle back to that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other one that you have on your list that's on my shelf and has been for a long time is The Wonder by Emma Donoghue. Um, Emma Donoghue, I think, is the the woman who wrote Room. Let me check. I think so. It was nominated for the Man Booker Prize and some dude won that year, which made me very upset because I loved Room. Yeah. Um, she did room yeah, in 2010. I so. Oh, I was so upset. Like that was the year that I lost all faith in the man book prize. Oh, in 1997 she wrote something called Kissing the Witch. I want to read that one. I want to kiss a witch. And it was adapted Go into into stage play. Okay, I'm getting distracted. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, she's written other stuff since um I don't know, something... Frog music in 2014. Something with a letter. Isn't there something with a the letter? The sealed letter. She wrote that yeah. in 2008. So two I years before Room. I started reading that one and didn't really get into it. I haven't read anything by her since Room. Um, but I have uh, The Wonder on my shelf. And I started reading it once. And I quite enjoyed it, but I wasn't in right like headspace for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the story about a nurse and she gets sent to Ireland because rumors are like spreading about this girl who has stopped eating and it's still like not dying basically. Yeah. She's alive and well, even though she's not eating at all. Yeah. And they want to figure out what's going on there. Is it something like divine or is it a scam? And they're sending her to figure that out. I've had this book in my hands so many times and I never actually bought it to read it. Well, I'll read it and I'll let you know if it's like good and I'll send you my copy. Very good. <laughs> Maybe if I can read it before the end of April, I can give you my copy when you come and visit me. So I'll, I'll bring you Salem's Lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe no. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Then I saw that um, Blonde by Joyce, Joyce Carol Oates is being made into a movie. I don't really have any desire to read the book, but I figured the movie, like I I have two hours to spare to watch the movie probably. Um, it's a recounting of Marilyn Monroe's life, which I figured might be very interesting. Not interesting um, enough for me to read the book, but interesting enough for me to watch the movie. 
is the book an like biography of her life is it like true to fact or is it partially fictionalized that is a good question i see that like on the list you put adrian brody i really like adrian brody that's why i put him there also because he is starring in it but i figured you're gonna want to know that yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> like i'd never heard of this book before like it doesn't ring any bells at all um i've heard of joyce carol oates though but i don't know in what context like, me I too can't, can't remember what else she seems to written. be biographical like cool i like that i don't like it when they like fictionalize part of it like there's been a movie about like marilyn monroe with famous people in it um that i thought was just a little bit too fictionalized for my taste Wow, she's wrote a lot of things. I was thinking the exact thing, same thing because I was looking it up too. I'm trying to figure out what She's I... written something in 1995 that is called Zombie. <laughs> Again, I'm intrigued. <laughs> wow, this woman has been busy. Good for her. Yeah. Passage of time travel. And then because all of that, what she wrote was not enough, she had a pen name, Rosamund Smith. And then another pen name, <laughs> Lauren <laughs> Kelly. Did she actually have a time machine? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm guessing she did. And like millions of short stories and then some, oh, wow. Yeah, I can't remember what it was that I know her from. She just did not stop. Poetry as well. Hmm. Well, we'll see if I actually watch the movie. Mm -hmm. um, let's move on. Yeah. What else do we have? Ooh, Jane yeah. Austen is coming to the big screen again with Persuasion. Yeah. I haven't actually read Persuasion yet. No. Um, yeah, it's going to be starring Dakota Johnson as Anne Elliot, which is the main character. And her love interest, Captain Frederick Wentworth, is going to be played by Cosmo Jarvis. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Let me look oh, it up. Maybe someone does. Oh, it's... Um, it has uh, Nikki Yamuka Bird in it. Where, where do we know this guy from? Wait, they're kissing. I can't see his face. <laughs> oh, oh. Hmm. Oh, Peaky Blinders. Yes. Oh, nice. Wait, which oh, one? Oh, the... he plays the brother, right? Yeah, he's one of the brothers, right? The youngest? Hmm. Not convinced. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to like root for like Mr. Elliot, but Henry Golding, 
like prefer him to whatever else is going on here. Well, I'm pretty sure you're going to be disappointed. Yep. But persuasion yeah. is like the main Jane Austen book that I still want to read. Um, I want to read all her books. Um, but I keep rereading <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, so I'm not really getting anywhere. I have read some others. I've read Sense and Sensibility. I've read, what else have I read? Um, Mainfield Park, I've read. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that it? I've only ever read um, Pride and Prejudice, but I want to read Persuasion, just don't know when. But I mean, <laughs> I do have from... it on my shelf, so. Oh, me too. Um, time. But... <laughs> I don't yeah. have time on my shelf. Time. Time. Also, this adaptation doesn't make me like want to drop everything and read it now so that I can finish it before it comes out and then immediately watch it. No, me neither. I'll watch so, it at some point. Yeah. Hopefully at some point after I've read the book so I can judge the movie harshly because I like <laughs> to do that. Uh, this next one I've never heard of. But Really? Yeah, have you? Yeah, it's oh. YA. Yeah, I googled and I found out and I've never heard of it before. But it's starring Charlize Theron and I'm really hoping she's in the evil section. Um, the book is called The School of Good and Evil by Soman Chainani. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's it's two sisters or like two best friends. I can't really remember. And like one's like blonde. So we think that she's good. And one's like dark haired. So <laughs> apparently we she must be she's evil. Good, but she's Charlize Theron. So we know. <laughs> well, they're kids though, because they get sent to a school. And the thing is the one, the blonde one, the one that you think must be good gets sent to the school of evil or like gets put into the evil like part and like the dark haired one the one that must be evil gets put in the good part so that's this one's actually the one i'm most excited about as of yet and i've never heard of this before (laughs) two hours ago three hours ago maybe i've uh, heard a lot of people talk about this book it's supposed to be really good i've like wasn't never really that interested in it maybe um, i should read it but i think it's like either middle grade or ya so what i it looked like middle grade like the cover that i saw mm-hmm. looked pretty middle grade um what i really want to know is if you're evil and you're going to be put into the school of evil are you are they teaching you to be more evil i have no idea because that'd be very efficient to what point i'm not sure but it would be very efficient because you're like halfway there yeah I, I don't know if it's like if you get put into either the good or the evil part to become either the hero or the villain <laughs> i don't know how far that goes so like i just know that the one that everyone thinks oh she's definitely going to like the good part gets sent to the like evil part I'm always ready versa. to see Shalice Theron as a villain um yes please thank you <laughs> agreed <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have ah uh, luckiest girl alive by Jessica Knoll I 
don't actually know the book, but it was um, marketed as a psychological thriller like Gone Girl or The Girl on the Train, and it's starring Mila Kunis in the movie adaptation. I was like, that sounds like a very fun ride, if fun is the right word, because I adore Gone Girl. I really like the book. Same. Yeah, Yeah. I like both too. I've neither watched nor read The Girl on the Train, actually. Me neither. Maybe I should. I don't, I don't read a lot of thrillers anyway. Um, but I remember yeah, there was like an advanced copy while I was still working at the bookshop and it was just lying there in like the break room. And I was like one day as I was eating lunch, I was like, might as well read this and got sucked into it like, immediately. I remember reading Gone Girl while listening to one of the albums from Adele. Like the one with hello on it, I think. Is it 25? I'm not sure. And for some reason, that fits so well in my head. Like the psycho and the breakup songs, it was so perfect that now when I hear the music or read the book, I immediately remember the other thing. And it's like, it's the same thing in my head now. Mm -hmm. I I really think everyone should do that. (laughs) It fits so well. Or it did I thought anyway, maybe that's just me. I thought that Gone Girl was re- really well crafted as a book. Mm-hmm. Um, like the moment that first plot twist hit, I was like, "No!" And then I just inhale read the rest of the book because I needed to know how it ended. So, not I a gave, lot of books do that anymore. No, I gave my copy away at some point because I was like, "Yeah, I read it now. Like, I'm not going to read it again." And then I regretted it afterwards. Hmm. Um, but I found it in a secondhand bookstore the other day. So ah. I am now, again, the proud owner of a copy of Gone Girl. Cool. Yeah, I read it in Dutch because those were the arcs that we got. <laughs> it was yeah, still good in Dutch. random arcs in German as well. <laughs> yeah, that's like testament to a really good book that even the translation manages to like suck me in. It even was translated into Dutch. (laughs) I thought that was the testament. It was even translated into Dutch. Lots of books get translated into Dutch. Excuse you. I know, I know. Oh, the other day, did I tell you? The other day I I got really lucky. Um, Like a win for all the bilingual readers because I was looking for this book um, by Banana Yoshimoto and there was no English translation. I think there is just no English translation of that book mm-hmm. and then I googled and there is a German translation so I can read it in German and it does not matter if it's German or English because both would be a translation anyway since True. I do not speak Japanese so yay for me mm. I've given up on like reading um, books translated from English to like Dutch I tried that with Oh, what was it called? I can't remember now. (laughs) Oh, this is so frustrating. Well, I had it. I did like with the Nightingale. I got my hands on like a library copy of it in Dutch. And I read two chapters. I was like, no, this is Mm -hmm. not working for me. And the other one was a war novel too. 
um, by the guy who also wrote like the Game of Thrones like screenplay. Okay. And it takes place in like um, Leningrad, I think. And it's like the city is under siege and like a guy gets arrested for looting a dead soldier and gets put into jail. And then he has to team up with another guy who's been put into jail to find a dozen eggs in a city under siege where everyone is starving because like the general wants to bake a cake for his daughter's birthday or something. Yeah, you told me about that. It's such a good book and I am completely blanking on it will come to you in like three minutes and then you just shout. <laughs> and then I'll just really go loudly. Death, death. It's that one. Yeah. I just oh I remember to read. It. Yeah, it's there you go. City <laughs> City of Thieves. There we go. <laughs> I try to read books in the original language, but I don't speak that many languages, so <laughs> that doesn't always work. No. We should speak all the languages. If only we could. Um, Another one that I have definitely read in the original language and in German as well is Peter Pan. Well, this one's Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, I read this so many times already. It's one of my absolute favorite books. I've not read it. The shame. The shame. I'm sorry. I adore adore it. Um, So, yeah, we're getting another adaptation. It's not like that never happened before. This one starring Jude Law. I know. I just looked it up. Yeah, Uh, I put that in for you as well. Oh, thank you. I was like, oh, she's going to be excited. Oh, especially because he's playing Captain Hook. Oh, he better be. (laughs) Yes, I love it already. That's one that I'm going to watch just for the pure enjoyment of seeing Jude Law, like with the hook hand. <laughs> Very cool. I love. Well, I am excited for it. I do love uh, to see all and every Peter Pan adaptation, and then judge them harshly. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, one that's coming this year, presumably. Is one that we both read, La. Uh huh. I think this is the year before. What you were talking. Yeah. Wait. In 2020, I read it, I think. Yeah. The end too, of 2020. It was winter. I remember it being winter. Uh, it's all quiet on the Western Front. Um, yes. And that one, oh, but that one actually, I was very stupid because you read that. You got it and you read it and you were like, you should read that too for like, it's World War One, so research purposes and everything. Uh-huh. And I got the same copy that you did because I figured mm-hmm. that would make it easy for us to talk about it and everything. And then I started reading. It's written by Erika Maria um, And I started reading and about on the second page, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this is Invest Nichts Neues. Like it's mm-hmm. a German book. Yep. And I read the English translation. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with me? Um, I I, anyway, so I continued with that one then because I figured, sure, sure, we're going to discuss stuff. And then maybe it's okay if I have the words in English since, you know, shared language and all. But yeah, that one was embarrassing. Um, it's going to be a Netflix movie starring Daniel Brühl, which is awesome because I love him. He's pretty well, cool. 
I know we were talking about like casting a minute ago. And yeah. when I read this one, I immediately thought, of course, it's going to be Daniel Brühl because and he's the only German actors that we have. <laughs> yeah, they put him in and then they put, um, what's the Oh, Austrian we need a German, called? wait. <laughs> what's the oh, Austrian oh, guy called? Uh, he always has to sit in Waltz? for the ones. Yeah, Waltz. They're going to put him in as well. Because those Jan are Waltz. the two we have. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we need no, a German not, guy. That Daniel was not Brühl. the one I meant, actually. The one I meant comes later. But oh okay we'll oh we'll get annoyed at that too then like i'm watching like the pictures of everyone who's been cast in this adaptation and like there's a lot of like nice faces so i think it's going to be good you're like at least we've got eye candy oh. like, I'm, I'm glad daniel brooke gets these roles mm-hmm. Just, um yes have you seen to hollywood if he wants to be in hollywood have you He's seen really <laughs> Have you seen oh, Dark? No, I have the Netflix not. series. No, I've been told so many times that I really should. Well, I watched the first season is like really, really good, and then the second season was like a little bit less, and then the way it ended, well, it didn't make me want to watch anymore, so mm. I I stopped watching. Okay. Um, but there's like someone in here that I recognized and I looked it up and he was in dark. Well, we're definitely going to watch this. Yes. And we'll judge it harshly because we like to do that. Well, no, we'll be nice actually with this one, I think. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this one. I think this one is the one I'm most looking forward to. All Quiet on the Western Front? Yeah. Not the next one we're going to talk about? <laughs> and that my friends is where we'll leave you this week the list is by no means finished but we didn't want this episode to go on forever so we thought we'd make it into a two-parter because once we finished recording this episode we realized that we had been talking for a long long time uh, we always have more to talk about than we originally think which is a good thing I guess <laughs> But that means you can listen to the final part of our list next week. We'll talk about movies like The Power, um, TV shows like Bridgerton, and many others. Daisy Jones and the Six, anyone? I mean, we have so much left to talk about, so much left to discuss, and I hope you'll be there too next week. Have a great week.